0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Uh, it's time to grab your cup of coffee or tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the sky above. And true to form, Mercury is in its shadow period, and this morning, my camera wouldn't work again, and at first, neither would my headset. I even unplugged everything, replugged it all in, boom. Well, luckily, the headset came back up, but not my camera. I do not know what the problem is. <sighs> Technology, right? I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, it looks like people are out early this morning. So I see Tom, hello. And I see Debbie, good morning. Julie, hello to you. And Christine, hello. And Tom says, what time does the this 8 a.m. PD <laughs> Yeah, it would have started at 8.00 but I couldn't get my technology to behave appropriately. But now it's there, thankfully. I was really even prepared to just unplug everything and just go without headset and without my, well, I am doing it without my good camera, but whatever. Um, We have a lot to talk about today though. Remember last Friday, we started our chat about Venus and the different cycles that she moves through. Well, this is the week where she's yesterday moved through a phase tomorrow moves through a phase and on Saturday moves through a phase and then on Monday moves through a phase. So it's one, 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 you know, new thing after another. So I want to be able to talk about that and give you some more information. We, um, we already talked about uh, the transition phase that was on August 6th back, you know, two weeks ago now, or yeah, almost two weeks ago. And that was where she was completing a phase. And we talked about inception on the 13th, which was yesterday, where she came into the conjunction with the sun and began uh, the process of a new sort of idea niggling in your mind, perhaps, about what you might want to be doing, about how to express yourself, about what you want to start new in your life. And then as we get to tomorrow, we move into the gestation period. And so we're going to talk about gestation or duality in the Pleiadian Earth system, And uh, we're going to talk about birth, which is the creation in the Pleiadian system. And if we have time today, we'll get to emergence, which is actually on the 21st or next Monday. If we don't get to it, we will do that on uh, Friday of this week, Uh, because we also have the uh, new moon uh, on the 16th. So Wednesday morning, very early in the morning on the West Coast and still in the morning if you're on the East Coast, and actually still in the morning if you're in Europe. So we have a new moon that right across the board starts a new day, and I want to take some time and talk about that since that's coming up. And both of those things, the Venus cycle and the new moon in Leo, dominate the week. Literally, there aren't even any really other, um, there are other transits, of course, because that's always happening, uh, especially with the moon, Uh, but they're they're paling in comparison to (laughs) the the venus and uh, venus cycle and the new moon changes so that is what it is that we're going to be talking about today hello sylvester and hello pam and uh, tylin oh my gosh i think that's uh that, that 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 jacqueline tyler good to see you out there this morning and um treat yourself julie says technology i just ignored it all weekend well I wish I could have ignored it, but uh, no. I was using technology all weekend. I was on the road over to see my sister because I really don't know how much more time she has here on the planet. And it is a very long drive to head over there. And it's even longer coming home because it seems like the traffic on the, the one pass between Eastern Washington and Western Washington where I live is um, the, the main pass. Uh, is always so clogged up. I mean, they're trying to widen that road, but it literally took us an hour to go just, um, about, I don't know, 40 miles, <sighs> just stop and go, stop and go. So it makes a trip even longer to have to sit in, stop and go traffic, uh, in the mountains with very little cell reception. It, yeah, you know, it's just crazy. But anyway, uh, we made it home safe and sound and, uh, Hopefully we can make it again in a couple of weeks Uh, and hopefully she begins to recover somewhat, although that's not very likely. So just keep sending good thoughts and love out to uh, my sister, please, and um, to our family in support of all of this crazy things that are happening. So this morning, we actually had the moon transition out of the sign of cancer and into the sign of Leo. So we are already preparing, as it were, for the new moon, which also occurs in Leo, further down the line in the sign. So we are starting a week, uh, our work week anyway, uh, with this energy of self-expression. You know, Leo is a sign where we are wanting to get our creativity Uh, our voices heard, our our reason for being here on the planet, the work that we do, the path of service that we take, what we love, where we want to get those things out, right, out of us and into the world. So it's all about self-expression. And it brings up passion, especially for our own ideas, right? Passion for the things that we want to do with ourselves, but also Uh, Primarily, how do we want to help others in the world? And we also have creative ambition that strikes up at this point in time, like the ambition to get out and to do something more. And it's funny because a couple of different people hit me up this weekend, uh, clients, to tell me how things are opening up in their lives and worried a little bit because new things are happening for them in a Venus retrograde and in the shadow of a Mercury retrograde. And I always have to just tell people to, you know, use, this is why we talk about human design, use your type and your strategy and your authority to make these big decisions when they come up in your life, irregardless of where we are in terms of Venus retrograde or Mercury retrograde. Some planet is always retrograde, right? Literally, we only had what was it, two months this year of planets all in forward motion. And if you look at those two months, which was uh, late January and all of February and a part of March, did you get anything more done then than you do now, right? So we have to balance these things, right? We can't just like fall into this trap of, oh, Mercury's retrograde, so I can't do anything new. Or Venus is retrograde, so I can't buy anything or I can't do anything. The point is, to be very circumspect about what it is that you do under these circumstances, right? You don't just turn down awesome opportunities, but what you do is your due diligence. You look it over, you dig deeper, you check with yourself. Is this correct for me? How does this feel to me? You look at your human design type and strategy and your authority and your profile even in some respects. And you decide for yourself, is this a good opportunity, irregardless of what is going on with Venus or Mars or (laughs) Mercury, right? So while it's more prudent to slow things down, when you have those planets retrograde, it doesn't mean you come to a full on stop. Life doesn't ever stop until you die. (laughs) And then it's just a different form of life. So we can't just stop our in our tracks and not do anything and not live our lives just because of retrograde. So don't fall into that trap. But of course, be a little more careful, right? Be more eyes wide open in respect to the things, the opportunities, the people that are coming up in your life. All right. I hope that helps because so many people say that to me all the time. It's like, oh, You know, I've got this great job opportunity and an opportunity to move and, but Venus is retrograde. What should I do? Well, this is something you've been intending for a long time. This is your, what you've been, your manifesting project was this very thing. Maybe it took Venus retrograde and Mercury in the shadow for you to see your worth about having that as a possibility in your life. Okay. So. All right, going back to moon in Leo. Uh, So it's also fun and games and celebrations play. It's the vacation uh, sign, if you will. So when the moon's moving through here, kind of our moods and our emotions are more, you know, playful, and I (laughs) really don't want to work kind of feeling and but I really want to do what I really love to do so we have to play to both those things right we have to follow our hearts and of course you know if you have a job you can't just say okay i'm out i'm not going to work this week it would be nice to do that Uh, but then that creates you know circumstances where you might not have further future opportunities and things like that so balance fun and games and play against work because all work and no play is dull And all play and no work is irresponsible. So we have to balance, right? Great time to do that. But this is a sign of of the heart. So we also have love and romance that come up with this. Our relationships are highlighted. And Venus in retrograde, in Leo, highlighting our relationships. What's most important to us in our lives? Is it really about how much we can buy? Or is it really about the quality of the relationships that we are in? Is it really more about the work that we do or is it about the relationships we create along the way? Those are the things, the value statements that we need to evaluate during this period of time. Uh, So while we may have um, drama surrounding our relationships or love or romance, um, we don't have to buy into it always being of the drama and instead creating more from what is it we love? What would make me happy? What is the most important thing when I check into my heart? What's the most important thing? That's what we can do with the moon and Leo. Now we also have to watch out for some things because this is a sign that can also get sort of you know, overly self-centered, overly kind of me, me, me oriented. And ego taking over is essentially, you know, the, the issue that can happen for Leo. And if Leo doesn't get its ego stroked, It can at times become very much the drama queen or the drama king to create the, oh, let me take care of you. (laughs) Oh, let me surround you with all your friends and give you gifts and shower you with affection. Um, That would be the more negative expression of it. So rather... With the moon and Leo, we want to have a healthy expression of ourselves, right? We don't want to have to create a win-lose or a lose-lose proposition with our friends or family or opportunities. We want to see how we can support our own path of individualization, as well as how do we share of ourselves in the group, right? The opposite sign of Leo is Aquarius, and that's where we have the group dynamic that comes up. So balancing self in the group, right? balancing your needs, your wants, your desires with that of the the, the world at large. And you can look at that as a, in a way as um, how can I take my gifts and my talents and serve those in my community or in my family uh, in a way that uplifts them, right? This is the high expression of Leo energy. And the moon is in Leo all the way through the 16th, uh, through the new moon on the 16th, later in the afternoon. Let's see, when do we get into the void? Uh, At 2.39 a.m., oh my gosh, so that means that one minute after the new moon, which occurs at 2.38 a.m. West Coast time, the moon moves into the void. It's like a cosmic joke. Let's start something new. But wait. Right, let's get going, but slow down. <laughs> and the moon will be in the void until uh, four fifteen p m. West Coast time after the new moon, which means then uh, at that point it'll move out of Leo and into Virgo. There's where the work starts, right. That's when the work, the action, the grounding in begins. So while we have a new moon and the new moon is great for setting intentions and moving forward with the void coming right after, like one minute after. We're slowing down our role just a bit, right? We're not like leaping into something new, perhaps. Maybe we're kind of taking our time to decide what steps we want to take, what works best for us, what works best for those around us, timetables and all of that. All right. Hopefully all of that helps everybody at least to get an idea of Leo. So now go to your own personal chart, your own personal astrology chart. Look for Leo. It looks like you know, an upside down horseshoe with a little squirrely end, right? Like the mane of the lion, right? Sitting there. Look for that sign because that is the lit up part of your chart. So when we look, hold on, I'm going to get my highlighter here and show you guys on this chart. Where all the action is taking place today, tomorrow, the next day. Um, It's all in Leo. There you go. Highlighted right there. Look at all of that. And that's the symbol of Leo that you see in uh, this part right here. That's what she looks like or what the symbol looks like. And Leo and we have now this is the chart of the day. So we have the ascendant in here, but we also have the black moon, Lilith. We have the sun. We have Venus, the part of fortune and the moon, all very tightly woven together at this point in time. And of course, that's the day that's today what you're looking at, but that stays activated tomorrow and also on the new moon. And then apparently because we go into the void, we're sitting with this uh, energy for just a little bit longer, just a little longer before we then can take steps to move forward. All right. Uh, I don't see any questions about that. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to the discussion of our Venus cycle and where we are with that. So a couple of interesting things are popping up. know to me this morning as I was thinking about what to talk about in uh, about this Venus cycle and one of the things that I was reminded of in my head my head always talks to me is that Venus in some mythologies um was a fire goddess right she was seen as fire and passion inanna Uh, in the Babylonian uh, mythologies, she was the representation of Venus, you know, in later Roman and Greek mythologies, Aphrodite and Venus were modeled kind of after Inanna. But Inanna has an interesting, an interesting uh, mythology around her, you know, she is seen as almost a comet, that enters into our solar system. There are you know, paintings around this brightly lit comet coming into the planet and that being the representation of Inanna, Inanna's descent it, from the cosmos into our 3D world, if you wanna say it that way. So when we think of the fire around a comet, And the fact that comets are thought to be having borne the seeds of life on this planet and possibly in other planets, um, then you get kind of a different view of what Venus might be. She might be a seeding of something, right? A seeding on a societal level, uh, on a cultural level, on a planetary level of something new, of birth, right? There's fire. Fire is passion fire is creative. It's destructive as well. So out of destruction comes creation and possibilities, right? And then we look and we see her at the gate four in human design. She is sitting at the gate of possibilities right now and will be up until tomorrow, through tomorrow. So it's really interesting as we look at this because, you know, this is all about this next cycle of Venus that begins to, tomorrow, the 15th, um, is all about gestation. It's about, okay, we've planted the seed, we've started, we've had a concept, we've had conception. And now there's this gestation that's happening. And gestation implies the growth, the more unseen realms, the inner realms of growth that need to take place before we can birth something, right? A baby. Conception occurs and then gestation over the course of nine months, nine and a half months, something is growing, right? Life is growing, organs are developing, uh, legs and arms and heartbeats and all of that developing and then birth occurs. So we are moving into this phase of development of something, right? Whatever it is that you are intending, perhaps if it's personal um, or something more uh, on a societal level, what is being birthed? <clears throat> it's really very interesting to me to um, to visit with my sister and her husband, because he is very opinionated. He's an older man, he's 78, or he'll be 78 next month. And uh, he's a Libra. So sometimes I think he gets a little out of whack, you know, politically. And he, he errs on the side of Biden sucks and always uh, disobeys the laws and gets away with murder, but he's mum and mute on Trump and any of the shenanigans that he gets up to. And the way I look at it is they're all up to shenanigans and, you know, we need to become more transparent in our government and work on it from that level, not like just kind of, you know, de- making these people demons, you know, that, that stand out in the crowd. And I'm talking, of course, U.S. politics. I, it's probably like this around the world, too. And I always have to sit there and I have to be so calm because I really just want to bite back at him. I want to tell him, you know, you're wrong. Um, but I, I don't. Right. I don't. I listen. He's the an older generation who has a lot of wisdom, who've seen way more than what I can say that I've seen in my life. And this is an opportunity then that we have, all of us, to remember we've been through a lot. We've learned a lot throughout history, right? Throughout time. This time is our opportunity to take the best of everything that we've experienced and bring it together with the seeds of something new so that in the gestation process, you know, think about conception and in the physical body, right? We have this conception. We take the two Uh, strands of DNA, one from the mother, one from the father, and it comes together, coalesces into a whole new combination of that DNA, and then creates a life, a body, a child from that, right? So that's where we are. We're taking the best of everything. We're also looking at what was the worst of everything and seeding it with the new so that we can create something of more value, Venus, more value, uh more aligned with our hearts, Leo, right? So, this is an interesting time. And it it represents a bit of a coalescing of new Venus or Venusian intentions. Right? If we're if we have this fiery creative energy that holds within it the seeds of all that could be, what is it that we want to do with it? Do we want to waste the opportunity by just fighting back and forth with one another? Or do we want to put, like I had to do, put my own beliefs and and, and opinions on the shelf and just consider, even for a moment, consider what I was hearing from the other side? Hmm. That's where we are. And. In that process of coalescing something new and birthing, getting, you know, moving toward birth, we also have to refine our intentions. My intention of being there with my sister isn't just to be there for her, but to also be there for my brother-in-law. He's holding the burden of all of this that's going on with her. He needs support as well. And you know, my own personal life right now is sort of a microcosm of each one of these things that are happening in the cycle. So refine your intention. That's what I did in the moment. I went, okay, wait, this isn't about me. This isn't really about him and his opinions either. This is just me being here to support, to listen. He hasn't had anybody to really talk to. And then the process that next comes up is our aligning with our own values. I'm never going to believe just like he does. It's just not going to happen. I don't see the world in that black and white the way that he does. But it doesn't make him wrong, right? So each of us has an opportunity then with whatever it is that's going on in your own personal life, right? It's not going to happen like it is for me exactly. But you may have this going on with you and work colleagues. Maybe you have it going on in uh, your health your own personal health and and doctors and people around you telling you what to do with your body. Maybe you have it going on in your finances. I mean, there's, you know, 12 different areas of life represented in the astrology chart where these kinds of planting of seeds need to be considered. What are you doing? What's the intention? How do I align that intention with the truth of who I am? And it really does come down to that. But it doesn't again, mean that you cut out other people from your life or the other half. I mean, oh my gosh, that's like cutting off half your body and saying, oh yeah, I don't need that part. How do you stand on one leg like that, right? It just doesn't work. So we're being compelled at this point in time to make manifest that which is invisible. So in the invisible realm right now is this possibility, this seed for something that you might want want in your life. And there's this seed of possibility planted in society for how we might want society to look. Because Venus rules both the societal level, the cultural level, and the personal level, right? There's this both of them when these big cycles are happening. So what we have to do in this process then of the Venus cycle at gestation is learn to take right Action. You're going to see when we talk about the new moon, it's so fascinating to look at it from the Sabian symbols because what we've been talking about for a long time is about how we have all of these ideas and all of this creativity and it's all up here in our imagination, but we need to move it out of the imaginal and into the real. And that means we have to take right action. We have to take that internal focus that we've been um, utilizing and take it out into the world, take it out right? Move it outward. It doesn't do any good just holding on to it, right? So we got to do something with it. And part of that is looking at now how do I fit in into this new world? How do I fit in with this new idea or this new opportunity that I want to bring out? How do I balance me with we? And that sounds very familiar, doesn't it, with the Aries, Libra, North and South node now? causing us to balance our own identity against the things that we've done in the past. For example, saying or doing things that are designed to make others happy, but we get left out in the uh, cold. So it's time to really look at how do you fit in in this world and to be the truth of who you are, not try to be something you're not. The more you try to be something you're not, the more disingenuous you come off, the more you feel like a fish out of water or the more you feel like that, that square peg in that round hole. So be you, right? Now, Venus is in that cycle of gestation for four and a half days, right? Because it just takes us up to the 19th. So tomorrow, 15th to the 19th, Saturday. And uh, on Saturday, not only does Venus make a phase change, she moves out of the gate of possibilities, And into the gate seven, which is about the supportive role of democracy, the supportive role of uh, how, how we support one another to manifest our dreams, right? To manifest or to get things done. So this birth phase is where Venus now becomes the morning star, the morning star. And I almost look at it as a passing away of the old in favor of the new. It was also interesting because my brother-in-law love him to death, but he likes to listen to Fox News and that's all he listens to and gag me, right? Just gag me. I cannot stand any of those people. Uh, It's, you know, anyway, it's just my own bias, right? Um, And on Fox, they were talking about this younger candidate for president, a Republican uh, candidate, and he's from India i believe or Pakistan Rama Sawami i think is his his uh i think that must be his last name not sure and how he was at this uh, Ohio or Iowa uh, fair and he was rapping to um <laughs> rapping to M&M's uh one of m and songs and i'm like oh my goodness that is so funny right it's so funny to think of but that's the youth there's this youthfulness here That is so necessary. Now, I'm not saying he's the right candidate. I'm not saying it's okay to go and do a rap, you know, a political thing with Eminem. I'm not saying that at all. I just find it interesting. Don't you? Like we're going away from the Biden, Trump, old people club. And yet here's this new person and he's young and he's got new ideas perhaps. I'm not saying they're good or bad because honestly, I don't know. But I thought it was clever to use something that would attract younger people. This country needs something younger. The world needs new ideas, new opportunities. And that's always represented in a society by the youth, right? The youth, the ones that are just coming up, the new voters, right? They're turning 18. They might be, you know, I think of youth anywhere from, you know, 18 to, to 50 or before your Chiron return. And not that I think that if you're over 50, that you're old, (laughs) wise, perhaps, but not necessarily old. Um, So we have, we have opportunities, right? We're seeing it in the outer world of, you know, this change, perhaps this birthing of something new. Um, And now we feel the need, or we can feel the desire at at the birth phase um, to express ourselves, to start things moving in a new direction, to start moving on new ideas, new ideals coming up. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to see, you know, out there in the world and uh, what's happening uh, from the stars, right? As above, so below. It's always fascinating to me how that happens. Now, as this birthing phase comes, as labor does for any woman who's ever had a baby, there becomes an urgency to birth, an urgency, a pushing uh, outward from the body if it's a birth of a baby, but also from within us if it's the birth of an idea or an opportunity whose time has come. And what we need to be able to do is find common intent here to promote shared interests. Not give yourself away and do what other people want you to do to fit in. No. How do you blend you with others? Remember when we were talking about the nodes moving into Aries and leaving the south node in Libra? We were talking very powerfully about what was required of each of us at this point in time. How do we advance ourselves, but also hold balance in the other, right? Other and self. And it was about, you know, clearly stating what you desire first, right? I really want peace on the planet. Now tell me, and these are my ideas about how we do that. Now I want to hear from you. What do you want and how would you go about doing it? And then we have, okay, now how do we create that? How do we co-create that? That's how we forward ourselves without, you know, saying or doing things just to make other people accept us and then allowing the other person their voice or, you know, their opinion. And then, okay, now how do we bring it back together? How do we work something new here? What's in it? So rather than asking what's in it for me, or what about me like what about me ask what is all of this for right how does this advance humanity how does this help the planet bigger questions need to be asked how can i help raise the consciousness of society or of community of my community or of my family or you fill in the blank it's not specific to just you but it starts with you and then blends you with other and becomes a we, like we, we all, you know, I, I can tell you with perfect honesty that my brother-in-law, as much as he's different and opinionated about politics from me, we can find common ground. It doesn't always have to be us versus them. It doesn't, it, that, that's pointless, right? That's pointless. You don't make any progress in a world when you have that. And we've seen that, haven't we? (laughs) We've made no progress toward anything. We're still arguing about whether climate change is real or not. Instead of taking action, whether it's real or not, taking action that really is good for the planet. Right? That makes sense, doesn't it? I think any side would say, okay, that makes sense. And then work at it from that point of view, like how can we help raise this consciousness of society, the culture, the country, the, the planet, and it all begins with raising your own consciousness in the ideas that you're birthing, in the way that you put forward your identity, and then allow another to put forward theirs and rework the plan, so fascinating, right, and then our next phase that we'll go through with Venus is on the 21st, which will be Monday, Um, hmm, that'll be a good day. 12 seeing in the Pleiadian calendar uh, is emergence, the moving out, right? Now we're, we're birthing it. We're actually doing something about it. We're laying the foundations for what comes next. So the 21st will be an interesting time. And by the way, you know, Venus is in her phase. She's moving from the, the night phase, the evening star phase and birthing her new identity in the morning star phase. So physically, mechanically, there's a change going on as well, right? From, you know, you'll see her start to pull out of the the glare of the morning sun um, and be able to see her as the morning star. So that'll start happening this weekend, right? As we move into this period of time. (sighs) Good stuff, right? Uh, OK, absolutely. Treat yourself says I know some beautiful Republicans. Yeah. So I, I like to not categorize people if we can help it, because, you know, then then you get these pre designed uh, ideas about who they are and about who they aren't. It's really hard and it's hard to do this. Right. It's hard to sit there when you've got this guy mouth all of this, you know, tirade against uh, Biden. And. Whether it's right or wrong, again, I don't care about that. It's like, okay, is this, you know? But just and to sit there and just take, <laughs> just take it in, because there's no point in arguing about something with some people. I don't love him any less for that, right? That's the key, right? We got to be able to bring all of this together. Uh, la la la, Sylvester, balance the young, fresh ideas with our traditional values to help create harmony in our world. You said it. You said it right there. It's beautiful. And it was the song Lose Yourself by Eminem. Lose Yourself. Now, I, I, love, M, I love Eminem's older work. I don't know anything about this particular song. Uh, but it might be interesting for all of us to go uh, Google the lyrics of Lose Yourself by Eminem and see what the words are that would prompt a politician to maybe get people thinking about that earworm of Lose Yourself. Right. I, I'm going to do that later after I'm done with my clients today. Uh, OK. And uh, see, Christine, do you see how it is that you were a disseminator there? You know, when we talked about your draconic astrology chart and um, we talked about how you're a disseminator of ideas, a messenger, uh, you go and you find or you ha- had it held within you the name of the song, which I also did in my mind, but couldn't pull it out. Um And there you go. You disseminated an idea. I love it. Uh, Okay. Wait, he was really singing with, no, he wasn't singing with Eminem. He was singing an Eminem song. Uh, As far as I know, he was not, uh, Eminem was not present there at that uh, political rally. Uh, Christine, could I please ask for prayers and healing energy for my brother-in-law? This Wednesday, he's having open heart surgery. Oh, blessings and prayers for your brother-in-law. Uh, Good time to work on the heart, however. Um, Treat yourself, Julie. I was raised religion and politics should not be talked about. Well, therein lies the problem, right? It's hard to have transparency in the world and bring up new ideas if we don't talk about them. But I get the idea because they can be so divisive, right? And, And cause us to create fights in our families and, you know, what have you. Uh, only because, you know, we get so um, caught up in our own opinions that we aren't being open-minded enough to see, oh, how 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 does all of this play into uh, what we want to create for the world, right? I know that my brother-in-law wants to create a good world. Now he wants to do it by dragging us back to the past, which I don't think is a good idea. I don't, I think, you know, we need to be able to blend the best of the past with the best of the future. That creates a more, um, tolerant, acceptable now. Um, But he doesn't see it that way. That doesn't make it a fight that we have to have, right? It's playing out anyway in the world. Uh, Sylvester, sending love and healing energy to your brother, Christine. I love it. Thank you guys for supporting one another here. Uh, Okay, now let's, if do you have questions about this part of the Venus cycle, I want to hold for the next cycle, let you guys sit with this, these two uh, parts of the cycle, since they're this week, and the other one is next week. On Friday, we'll start to talk about that one, getting more into uh, in depth. Now I want to move to the new moon, because the new moon, I don't know, I think this one, this new moon is kind of fascinating. Uh, It has this beautiful shape, let me show it to you, a kite, right, which a kite always includes a grand trine of sorts. This happens to be a fire grand trine, uh, as the points of the trine, which is the triangle part, are in Aries and Leo. And then the kite is formed by two sextiles that lead to a release point. Uh, The release point being where are you taking all of this good energy and moving it toward? And isn't that interesting? It's at the south node, releasing the past, releasing the baggage from the past, not releasing all the past, not releasing the things we've learned, the traditions that we hold dear, but releasing um, the things that, Uh, or in the past that have been holding us back. Okay. Or that we, you know, it has no pertinence in our world at this moment. Right. So interesting uh, to see that here. Now the new moon, again, we're still focused very powerfully on the Leo part of your personal chart, wherever Leo is in your chart, that's the house, the area of your life that this is focusing in. All right so the new moon is at 23.17 leo so just a little over 23 degrees uh, of leo and the new moon is always a sun moon conjunction they come together holding each other in um possibility holding each other in uh you know what's new what can we what's our intention what from our unconsciousness what do we want to make conscious and by the way this morning I woke up, Oh God, I don't know what the deal is. I'm waking up at five o'clock every morning. I usually do that at a time change, but we haven't changed time. So I don't know. But I was laying in bed and I was looking out my bedroom window and I could see the little sliver of the the old moon as the you know moon is dropping ever closer uh, to the conjunction with the sun. It was gorgeous. I'm like, oh, man, I could just, I, in fact, I got up after that because I was just looking at that moon. <laughs> it was amazing. I'd love to be able to connect the physicality of seeing the moon or seeing a planet in its changing phases that we know of from astrology. It's just it just I don't know, it makes me excited. Anyway, so the Leo new moon occurs at 5:38 a.m. East Coast time, 2:38 a.m. on the West Coast, and if you are in the universal time zone in Europe, it is at 9:38 a.m. So literally in this case all of us are are experiencing the new moon on the same day there's no split like a lot of times we have the moon half of us in the world are on one day other half on the next day we're all experiencing it the same day and in that new moon we also have venus still in what we would consider a conjunction to the sun even though the conjunction itself was actually on sunday the exact conjunction. And then we also have on the other side of the sun and the moon, the black moon Lilith. And uh, interesting because, you know, we haven't had much opportunity to talk about the black moon Lilith, at least not lately. I mean, I've talked to it uh, in my work with each one of you as individuals lately. There's been a lot of conversation around the black moon because she just seems to be more in our faces at the moment, but maybe in a more quiet in your face kind of way than some of the other things that are happening with Venus. Now, when we think of the black moon Lilith, she is really related to the moon. And she's related more to the moon, the part of ourselves that we don't see clearly. She, re- she kind of represents the furthest point that the moon's um, path crosses uh, in relation to the earth. And in astrology, then it's the part that we don't see clearly, right? It's more the shadow energy. And in the black moon Lilith in Leo, it is... Uh, A strong, what's hidden from us, perhaps, is our strong need or desire to express ourselves, to be heard, to receive recognition, to be awarded that attention that every one of us kind of craves during this transit. And it's very creative energy, right? This is very creative energy. And it can also be rebellious. She can. She's sort of, you know, the darker feminine, you might say, right? The the what happens when the feminines' um, energy is repressed, and the impact that it has on the planet energetically, how it it, it impacts all of us as individuals, uh, how it impacts what we think is possible. So she's really representing something about the challenge uh to authority and the challenge to the norms right now and we see that you know she spends nine months in a sign and she's been in leo now for a while because she's sitting here now at 24 degrees and so for a while you know we've been issuing we've been challenged and the world has been challenging us in some way and there's a flair for the drama here in leo (laughs) the drama Oh the drama, right? Every day it's a new drama going on if you pay attention to the world, right? And not of the the dramas are not always pretty. They're shocking. I mean, Maui and Lahaina, how how in the world did that happen? Right? Shocking. So we have these shocking things that call our attention to what needs to be changed, right? What what can we do to prevent another wildfire taking out an entire town. How do we do that? Right, we also had that a couple of years ago when the town of Paradise in California burned to the ground. So it's not a new lesson, (laughs) it's not new, but it gives us an idea of of, of a possible um, new direction that we need to adopt in order to solve a problem. Um, And sometimes we can do that with a drama, Sometimes we can do that with a flair for creative, uh, calling attention to something, right? You know, people uh, that are environmentalists, for example, uh, there was something in Seattle recently where environmentalists didn't want this 200-year-old tree to be cut down, so they chain themselves to the tree or they create this, this situation where it's impossible for the state or the federal government to come in and do anything without, you know, hurting someone. And uh, so the purpose of chaining yourself to a tree would be to call attention to the fact that something is wrong here, right? Something is maybe not necessary. Can we grow around the tree? I mean, I don't know, spitballing different ideas, not just going, okay, let's just chop her down. Let's just get rid of it. Ah, no, we don't have to do that. So there can be this struggle between doing things um, in a creative way Versus doing things in the most expedient way, right? Expedient isn't always the best. Um, now, there can also be issues here where we struggle against ego and pride and insecurity, right? That's a part of the Leo shadow, right? And she's in Leo. The fear of being ignored, of not being seen or heard or valued or recognized for our own achievements or for our own um Uh, contributions to the planet or to the world to our family to our communities and also being rejected possibly by authority or by others for that same reason um, and or being overshadowed by other people or things like that which you know think about it if you're trying to be heard And what happens naturally if there's a whole bunch of people talking around you or trying to talk over you, you get louder, you get more obnoxious trying to get heard, and the the crowd gets more noisy, perhaps, right? It can be so chaotic then that nobody gets heard and everything is overshadowed. The message gets overshadowed. So with the black moon in the new moon um, area. What's new here is this feeling that we need to create from a new place, not a place of ego purely, but a place of balance and um, accepting that, you know, things have to move forward. Change is the only thing we can really, really count on here, right? So in the black moon, we have to watch out because it's shadow energy. We have to watch out where we have a tendency to dominate others or dominate the conversation, Uh, manipulate perhaps, or on the other hand, get manipulated by others um, or try to seduce others to do what you want them to do in a way that isn't empowering. So we have a lot lot of shadow energy that is here for us to work through and release with this new moon because she's right there. She's right there in the mix. Now, the new moon is uh, a place where new beginnings occur, right? It is a time to unleash your creative potential when this is in Leo and to ignite your passion and boost your confidence, live life out loud, live your personal self out loud, not in a way that takes away from others though, but in a way that enhances the conversation or enhances the energy. There's a great opportunity here to initiate new projects and um, new projects, new opportunities all come up with the new moon, right? New moon, but in Leo specifically, um, something that reflects your own inner vision, something that uh, is where you are pursuing your goals and your dreams, your vision, right? And pursuing those things, your intentions with determination, Determination to bring it out of purely imaginal realm or the imaginal realm or the imagination and into the real world. And we do that by taking steps, showing the world, yourself, your family, your friends, your community, whatever, what you are capable of. Not just dancing all around it, doing it, walking through the fire, so to speak. And Leo, by the way, is a fire sign and it rules the heart. And um, this new moon also invites us then to connect with our emotions, to express our feelings, nurture our relationships. And again, all of that is sort of dependent on where it is in your own personal chart. What house, right? What house is it in? The new moon invites us to be more playful, more childlike, to be more innocent in our way of seeing the world instead of being jaded, right? Instead of jaded, how about if we look with new eyes? right? New eyes, bigger eyes, eyes wide open, seeing things differently. And uh, also to then um, play with your own inner child in a way. What, you know, if we look inside of ourselves, what are we really longing for that we really are um, bringing, wanting to bring to the world, bring to just to do for yourself, right? Right. So we're being encouraged to be authentic, to be courageous. This is fire. Courage is always a part of fire and proud of who you are and of your achievements and of what you want to do, what your ideas are. Not pridefulness, but being proud of yourself, valuing yourself and your ideas and your opportunities and yourself, just you, right? Um, don't be afraid to shine your light. I think that's even in the Bible, right? Don't hide your light under a bushel. Shine it out for all to see. Um, share your gifts with others in the most appropriate way for you, because that might be different than the way that I would do it. It's different than the way that your sister, mother, cousin's, uncle, uncle's, brothers would be you, be unique, right? Um, and celebrate yourself. Celebrate your achievements celebrate your inspiration, celebrate what motivates you and help others to see that in themselves and be enthusiastic about their own lives, about there's like optimism here as well. Even though this isn't Jupiter, Leo has optimism. There is optimism here. So this time becomes a powerful time for you to uh, put out those things that you want to do to achieve your dreams and your desires and live your life and have fun while you're doing them. That's the new moon, right? That's the moon conjunct the sun. Now, there are also other things going on at the same time, uh, because we also have during this new moon, a square to Jupiter um, from the sun moon. So the sun and moon both in the square to Jupiter means we also have to temper ourselves in some way, right? We We don't want to go like all out and forget some of the details, right? Remember, Jupiter sees the big picture and sees from the higher perspective, but can miss the details. So we don't want to miss the details. In other words, we can have this great imagination and speak to this great thing. But unless we take the steps to bring it into real life, which is where we live, um, then it's all for naught. Right. And the square to Jupiter says, "Okay, now, what are you willing to do to bring your dream alive, to manifest what you want? What's that next step that you must take that you've been hesitating on? Right. So, boom, we've got that. Now, funny thing, I want remember on Friday when we were talking about where Venus was in this cycle in terms of the 20 degree uh, spot where she was conjunct uh, the sun on Sunday yesterday. Gosh, yesterday was just Sunday. Uh, so then I was like, okay, well, let's take a look at uh, where uh, the new moon is. And Friday's conjunct or S- Sunday's conjunction of Venus and the Sun is mentioned in this new one. Of course, they're still within Leo, but I have to read this to you because it's so funny. It is. Here's the Sabian symbol. It says, totally concentrated upon inner spiritual attainment, a man is sitting in a state of complete neglect of bodily appearance and cleanliness. And the keynote says, an interior focalization of energy and consciousness at the expense of all forms of outward activity and care. Right? So... I'm going to read on uh, for this one. It says, this traditional image of the Hindu holy man in the typical Western mind may well hide the fact that without proper training and intense concentration, what we usually consider spiritual attainment, self-realization, and the God experience is not possible. The intoxicated chickens of the Leo symbol that we read the other day, right, uh, must learn self-discipline if they want to fly. There can be no halfway measures of the goal uh, of whatever it is that you want to achieve. And the other key word that it leaves us with is total concentration. So what I want us to think about here is how if we are like the Hindu, uh, the the Western thought of this Hindu sacred person, um, just sitting, you know, and not doing anything with what he's learned spiritually, saying the same thing for us what if you're just sitting with your skills with your gifts but you're not doing anything with it then you're like the intoxicated chickens and just running around running around not getting anywhere not doing anything not serving anyone so the new moon really here bringing us the possibility of taking that imagination, that imagination, that idea, that spiritual awareness and bringing it into the physical and doing something with it. Perfect, right? And we also talked about the grand fire trine. Inherent in the picture here is the grand fire trine. And that is all about moving energy, creating energy, bringing it to life, right? Breathing life into your ideas. (laughs) Julie says, I don't want to be a dumb chick, a drunk chicken, right? And here's the point of this whole time is that we've just been pussyfooting around demonstrating who we truly are, our light, right? Demonstrating who you truly are is a function of light and your light, your personal light, and if you've just been, you know, messing around, constantly learning new things, perhaps, but then not doing anything with it, or doing, 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 but all the wrong things, then it's time to stop that because you're acting like the intoxicated chicken, right? Just running around with, like, what's that other saying? A chicken with your head cut off, right? Not a time for us to do that. It's getting more coalesced energy around your dream, around your vision, and taking the steps that you know you must take in order to bring it to life in the world. Now, the point of that kite is at the south node. And the south node being the part that holds our gifts and our talents, but also the old way of our using those gifts and talents, tells us that the release point is to release the old and to use those things in a new way. And it kind of Infers success for each one of us if we can do that. If you can take what's new and what's exciting and what you're learning and you can apply it in new ways, success comes. That is a configuration that denotes success. Hmm. I kind of like that. All right. Uh, all right. So thank you so much for joining me. Oh wait, let's let's pull a card. Let's pull at least one card, and I am going to pull a wisdom of the oracle for us. I think we need some wisdom, and this will be for our Venus adventure this week, as well as our new moon adventure this week, and what do we need to work on, perhaps, as a collective, but also, how do we achieve our true dreams, and we got deep knowing, card number 43, which is seven, that's a pretty spiritual number, going within, deep knowing as in perhaps deep within us all, we know the truth of what it is we're here to do. And let's look at that, 43. And it was upside down when I brought it out. So we'll look at that. Um, The essential meaning of the deep knowing card is intuition, listening to the oracle within, empathy and hypersensitivity. And it says, this is a time Wait, you are in empathy overload and need to get grounded again, so tune out for a bit. Hypersensitive, you're suffering from psychic exhaustion. This signals a time for a recharging of your batteries, set energetic boundaries, take a salt bath, empty your mind, and get back to you. Hmm, It's not a time to be too open. Soon enough, you can let your guard down. Right now, you need self-care, self-love. It's time to say no thank you to anyone in your life who exhausts you. Won't that feel good? Right. The card basically says, you know what it is that you need to be doing or what is the most uh, supportive thing for you. So now take steps and do it. All right. Do it. All right so thank you all for joining me this morning. If you haven't yet done it, please hit the thumbs up on YouTube. If you're there to. if you like the video also on Facebook, if you're listening, hit the uh, like button and share it with your friends, right? Let's share the love. Uh, That's it for me. Take care, everyone. See you on Friday. Oh, by the way, reminder, this Thursday is Astro Design Meetup. It'll be at noon And uh, I'll be sending something out through the mailing list today and also posting that in Facebook for the link. It's free, but you must register so that I know how many people will be there. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom mondays and fridays at 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern podcasts are available on spotify itunes google play and your other favorite outlets